With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Sports Day for Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. I'm not a farmer, but if you are one, this is your Nutrient Ag Solution. Find your local branch at Nutrient.com.au. Coons, a special treat this evening because we have comedian Broden Kelly in the studio. Not only is he a footy enough, but he tells me he's an SEN enough. Broden, welcome to Sports Day. <laughs> Great to be here. Brought to you by Steel Solutions. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got? Athena. Athena yep. Bank Loans. Yep. They do it right. Yep. Who's the one you just said? Who brings this? Nutrient Ag is a new Nutrient company Ag. that's come on board, and we're very happy to have their partnership. I can't wait to hear from them yeah. 400 times a day. It's going to be great. <laughs> SEN, yeah. the Sports Entertainment Network. Yep. I'm so I, I was once called by Julian DeStoop. On uh, he because when we had a Netflix show come out, I'm in a group called Arnie Donna. We had a Netflix yep. show come out, and they said, "Can we interview you on Andy Mars show?" Oh, yep. And then so I rang in, and Julian said, "Why is your have you have you been on before?" And I said, <laughs> "No." He said, "Why is your phone number in the system?" And it's because I'm a full nut. <laughs> oh, you text re- in. <laughs> I'll go hard on I'll go hard on all of you any day, any yep. time. But Mike, I had a question. Already. Oh, Radio for Coons? Uh, for both of you. Actually, it's an SEN question. So okay. you, or you, every show on this network picks <laughs> a song. Yes, for Hutchie. At the start of the year, you pick a song. Mm. Dwayne Russell's got Stardust Music Sounds Better With You. Mm. And that'll, that you have right Very here, Dwayne, very Dwayne. Very Dwayne. Right here, right now, Fat Boy Slim is your show. Yep. Um, every, uh, they've got Elvis Costello in the afternoon for, for Andy and Gazy. I think you're the voice is Jared Waitley, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's had that. He needs a... Macklemore for breakfast. Up. That's yeah. right. So what? Who chooses these? Is it some cool twenty-five-year-old in in the box, or is it is Dwayne Russell going through the 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 cool disco music from the nineties? <laughs> now this is excellent because I uh, did have done in the past mm-hmm. about four to five weeks of summer breakfast uh, with various people over the last four or sure. five years, and it's always the same song. Over and and over. by the third week. It drives me absolutely insane. And I say, how can people tune in every morning, listen to the same song, and still coons. say relatively sane? How do, like, surely you just lose your mind if you had to listen to that every day. Every time I hear music sounds better with you, I just start here. If you call, you'll get on. You'll get on. <laughs> <laughs> so you listen to Mid- Midday Madness with oh, Dwayne? Yeah, and I literally have madness now. Uh, okay, like, so yeah. I'm going to ask you this question then. Before we get into you and the podcast and everything else you do, which is awesome, and sure. Melbourne Footy Club and whatever other topic you want to talk about, what is your favourite SCN show, aside from Sports Day, and why? Of all time, or are we talking current lineup? I'll go both. Let's go both. Okay, because, you know... All time means you're a prop enough. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you can't mention SCN canonically or historically without mentioning Finey. Yeah. Because yep. that was a special moment. And then, obviously, KB with um, uh, Venom Denim. Remember Greg Denim? Greg, Greg Venom Denim. He hated the Ds. Wrote for the Australian. He hated the Ds. Yeah. Oh, yep. he, he got me ringing in. Yeah. But then also, the day Gary Lyon came here, I'm a big Gary Lyon man. When I was so um, I. in about 1995, I got septicemia appendicitis and I was at an Adelaide hospital. So they didn't know what was wrong with me because they're Adelaide doctors. <laughs> Coons um, from Adelaide, you know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful superstar. <laughs> I think my dad was actually looking after you that day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Villies, uh, did you ever go to the uh, Villies Bakery Coons? I wasn't. I was more of a Balfour's man. Okay. Uh, the Villies is the 24. I think it's closed now. It was the 24 hours a day you could go there and get a pie. 
uh, Adam, wash your mouth out. It is still going it's very well. Running. It's and the O'Connor's Bakery as well. To so all the oh. and the SEN studio is on the main strip, so everyone can go past and see Kane Kano <laughs> going off, dropping his volcano yeah, yeah, yeah. explosions. Oh, um, by the way, is he in Disneyland? Yeah, he, uh, he was there with Jared Waitley, I saw. I saw a photo. <laughs> so why, why is that? Well, K- Kane works very hard seven days a week for about nine or ten months of the year. Yeah. And then I think he's permitted to go away with his family. They went to watch basketball. Yep. Um, Kane never sits still, as you know. He's running. No, you're literally he's, running, yeah. He's coming up with opinions or he's holidaying. And even his holidays, I imagine he's running as well. Are you a Kane Corns man? Uh, I, I am a Kane Be honest, Corns. I am, but are you? It depends on the day of the week. But uh, my question to you all is, is he for real? Yep. How much of what he says on air is he is he being uh, prov- a provocateur? Yep. And how much is him going, no, I actually feel this well, way? Well, Coons, you might have a different opinion. My view is he believes everything to the point where you actually can't change his mind ever really? on anything. Yep. Frustratingly so. He is so stubborn. And I say this as a compliment as well because he truly in his heart believes everything he, he says. Mm-hmm. But I think he could actually um, be better if he's just softened 10% of what he says, because then you can change his mind, but you can't change his mind no, ever, Coons, no. can you? It's imp- impossible to change his mind once he's formulated an opinion, and he genuinely believes everything he says. He, but, so he doesn't make he doesn't make things up for clickbait or anything like that for people to call in yeah. and abuse him. He genuinely believes... Every- I think it stems back from his football career and the way that... Did he, he tag you, Coons? Did he play yeah, a few times? A couple of times, yeah, yeah he did. Must have been uh, I, was a bit, I was a bit too strong and quick for him, don't so you, I think <laughs> I've got a few votes on him. But anyway, that's a story for, for another day. But I think it's because he was so professional, so diligent, that he he lived and breathed everything to get the best out of himself. And I think that any time he sees something that isn't up to that standard, yeah. he jumps on it straight away. Like We yeah. wouldn't even notice 90% of the things that, that he picks up. That's why he's pretty good at his job. I have a Cooney story now. As I've been looking into your eyes and you telling that story, <laughs> I have my Adam Cooney story. Oh, please tell me. So as, long as, crown, it's G, as long as it's G-rated. It is. In a way, it's G-rated. Oh, okay. um, it, it, in my first job when I turned 18, my granddad, Pat Kelly, worked in the Melbourne Cricket Club as on the front door of the long room for 50 years. Wow. And so, and you'd know him. If you went into the members, you'd know him. Uh, so you he's they, still there? He's, no, he's he's long gone now. But when when he used to work there, when you're handing out tickets for a seats, you're only allowed to give one out per person. Yep. Very strict rule. Very strict, and don't yeah, very strict. And he would give out fifty, and um, <laughs> and um, so when I turned eighteen, I got uh, I got the full nepo job, and I got to stand on the long room in a suit and a tie, and tell old blokes, mate, water's in between those beers, champ. So that was my job all the way through. I went to acting school and uh, yeah. did comedy and stuff. So that was my job. So, But for a good solid two years, I'll get to Cooney. Cooney comes up eventually. Yeah, yeah. For a solid oh, two years. <laughs> uh, for a solid two years, I worked on the on gate two of the Melbourne Cricket Club. Yep. And uh, my job was to get the uh, all the private school boys who showed up in very expensive shirts, but shirts without collars. You're not allowed in the members without a collared shirt. Yeah. Doesn't matter how expensive it is, if it's from bloody... Ralph whatever, Lauren. Whatever carry-on you want. Mm. And, and no torn jeans. So that was my job. And I got to meet all the... Uh, the, the 20-year-olds. The really cool people in Melbourne. Uh, yeah. And so one, this was... It was the grand final of... What year did you win the Brownlow? What was your Charlie year? 08. 08. So, so, it was, so it was 08. I'm working on the front door... People are coming through. It's a few days after you've just won the Charlie. Mm. And I see this guy, this, this you know, this larger good than looking. life, good looking, cut a figure, yeah. handsome, star of, was, star of the doggies at the time. Yeah, correct. And um, 
he just had this aura about him, just walk. And I think he walked oh, through. What is going on? Did you, I think you had. I think you were with a, your partner of the time. Uh, uh, yes, and, yes, and probably the Prime Minister of Australia. Yeah, you were the Prime Minister of Australia at this time. It felt. And how like. did he look at the? Was he confident? He, he had alpha. The energy was look at me. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it was really really stunning, and I'll never forget it. And every time I see you on wherever you are on Armchair mm. Experts or wherever, I go. I remember I, that was you, that was his moment. And w- was he wearing a collar at the time? Absolutely. Yeah, but I would have let him in if he wasn't wearing a collar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? well, we've got some questions Spend for you, Broden. So um, I love your work. I love the podcast no. that you do as well with a really good eclectic mix of people, and the way that you introduced this podcast. On, I think was it an early episode or certainly one of the early episodes I thought was really apt. I think I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing no, here. Please. You said that there's a lot of serious footy chat out there, AFL 360, On the Couch, these sorts of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, SEN's part of that, obviously. And there's a lot of sort of blokey, ochre footy chat out there, which mm-hmm. suits some. But there's not a lot of uh, intelligent, casual, funny chat. Is, you, that, is that right? That's fair. What, what I found, I thought I was by myself in listening to this network in my demographic, which is alternative comedy boys. Alternative comedy boys. That's probably my demo. And, fairly, uh, fairly small niche. Yeah, yeah. Boys. Well, that's what I thought because I thought it was just me and a lot of high viz listening. To be in respectful to high viz, <laughs> I think high viz is good. I've worn it before, but I thought that was mostly what who who was listening alongside to the means test on a Monday morning. Yeah, bikini. You know, but what I started to f- find out is there was a lot of lot of young people who want to hear about their team and how they've gone and but don't fit into the kind of classic demographic of what a footy fan is. And I thought, and and I'm in a comedy group called Auntie Donna. We have a lot of alternative fans and we tour around the world. And I'd often, whenever I mentioned a footy name or if I mentioned a footy history, it would get a lot of feedback. And I thought, there's actually a lot of people who's who aren't catered to. And then yep. so I started this pod at the start of the year and I was very excited to find out that there are lots of people who are, are listening to this. But also I think... Yourself, Coons, the team behind here, everyone down. Robo, Sammy, yep. Gazy, and there is. I think I could make my podcast without the football happening ever again. I think I could just. <laughs> it's talk. not reliant on footy. No, I think Robo, Mark Robinson is sustains maybe six months of content a year. <laughs> In what way? In have you? Are you? You remember when he saw the moon? Yeah. I do remember that. Yes. So on Fo- on a, on a <laughs> he was network, pointing to it. Yeah. On a network called Fox Footy, he was yep. upset about a, a suspension involving Jacob Van Royen. Yep. Um, was halfway through a tirade and then saw a photo where the, a full moon was in it. Yeah. And then went, look at the moon, <laughs> yeah. and then pointed at the moon, <laughs> and just sort of lost. Forgot yeah. he was on air. Yeah. Lost sort of focus, and I thought, and so <laughs> I talked about it. We put it into it. We made a song about it. We remixed oh. it. Um, and people love it. So yes. Coons, don't you think that uh, in in the footy landscape, and I'm getting quite philosophical here, there are voices that you hear all the time and then there are new voices that come in and they break through because they're different and everyone is always trying to find a niche. And this to me is a good niche to find mm-hmm. because there's a lot of footy fans that aren't that, I don't know how to describe it, I guess, um, jocular beer-drinking fans. The there lads. are the, There are other, other types of footy fans and you're clearly trying to get into that market. That's right. But what we have, Coons, is a situation where it's very hard to break in. And when you bring someone like this into the studio, you're, I'm attracted to you straight away because you've got funny things to say, but you've got interesting things to say as well. You slightly left field, which I think is really important in this situation yeah, and, and in the footy landscape that we have. I'm a charming man and uh, I'm <laughs> very aroused. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you got buttons? Yeah, that's Robbo <laughs> at the back. That's, so his nickname's Robbo at okay. the back. 
So he's got um, he's got buttons and he's he's got some good ones. And what there. else have we got back there? What's your top? Go DEs. Is, is that a real one? <laughs> so you're a Melbourne supporter. I am a Melbourne supporter. Okay, born so and bred. how would you? So I describe myself as a lukewarm Melbourne supporter. Oh, why is that? Just because by being in the media, my love for Melbourne Football Club, which I had as a kid, has probably diminished a bit. Like okay. I, I'm, I'm, I've I've had to be more neutral and objective. And in the end, I care. I don't. If Melbourne won, when Melbourne won the flag, it was awesome, mm-hmm. but I'm not living and breathing it. If they lose, it doesn't ruin my weekend. It doesn't ruin my day. That sounds nice. No, it's not nice. I wish I could feel like what I did when I was a kid when I when it meant everything to me. I, I get sweaty reading comments being derogatory to the demons. Like, my head gets sweaty. So how did you deal with the Clayton Oliver <laughs> stuff then? It upset me yeah. because he's the, what, a the good media boy. reporting or Clayton Oliver himself? I think if I could see the temper text, I'd, my head would explode. Yeah, the temper text. <laughs> um, if I'm being honest. Uh, so I, I would say... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm full enough. In fact, to the point where when I was in my teenage years and I played football, I was probably less enough about the D's. But then, uh, I, and what I've sort of found doing this pod is there's a bunch of people, once you leave, once you grow up a bit and then sp- spend your whole day doing accounting or being yeah. a lawyer or doctor or gardening or whatever you're doing, the ability to switch your mind off and just turn this network on or listen to just a podcast about footy is immense release and you can become so obsessed with it. And it doesn't matter if your team is the best in the world and they're, and they're great every week or if they're the worst, you can be equally infatuated with it. Yeah. So um, uh, uh, as soon as in my 20s, I became an absolute nuff. I, I remember... You became enough in your 20s. Absolutely. A late starting nuff. Can you pinpoint the moment? Yeah, it's the day that uh, Neil Danaher was sacked. And uh, and then that. and then the rebuild began. So his last game was at um, Marvel Stadium or Eddie Hat. What would have been Docklands back then? It well, was. it was a Friday night game, I just, believe. We just lost. Was it also David Neitz's last game mid-season? Yeah, it wasn't his. It was his last season. Oh, it was his second last season. But okay. he was on the way out. But I can name every weird player from that generation. Matthew Whelan types. Oh, even go go deeper. James Magna. Do you remember him? Yeah, I do. Um, I remember yes. James Funk. Was it James Funk? Yeah, Ross Funk. Funk. Ross, yeah, Ross Funk. Funk. So uh, who's who's your favourite Melbourne player ever? Ever, ever, ever. I think it's Max Gorn. I think, but I know that's a boring He's thing. He's probably to the say. best player Melbourne's ever produced. But when you look, the fact that he came from a cigarette smoking, Pizza Hut delivering, Domino situation to uh, the great leader from pick. I remember the day he was drafted. He was two hundred eight centimeters. He was uh, this lanky kid, and there was articles saying, "But he's done his knee, so he'll be no good." From Sandringham to being the leader of the drought-breaking premiership is doesn't matter if he never plays a good game again. He's the and and it was also just the most beautiful uh, spirit. Yep. And uh, and I don't think many people hate him. You know what I mean? I, not that I know of. What have you What have you made of the D's then over the last two seasons? Oof. I've been really frustrated, and and I um I, I it's that thing of you know when you when your team's developing, say Essendon for example, Quinn, you're like, well, we're just working towards something, and it's frustrating. But I'd never exp- I'd experienced that a lot, but I'd never experienced having the best list in the league who don't fulfil. It's like yeah. having a 14 year old kid who plays the piano and naturally and can run. Eight seconds, hundred minutes. I don't know what's the what's fast. I don't know. Nine seconds. Nine seconds, yeah. and then but doesn't want to apply themselves. And I don't. I, it just feels like we have the best list, but there's just something. So you're saying it's worse to be in the situation Melbourne is now, where we're not for, say we the demons aren't fulfilling their potential against yeah. where they were in 2013, winning two games. I mean, you don't get me wrong. I like when it, walking to the MCG every week and feeling like we're going to win. And That's, they also have a crack every week. They Let's do. not forget that. They have a crack every week, but they just fall down 
well, in, in, in one particular area this, when they keep the ball forward. This weird situation we're in as a club where both the men's and women's sides have not won a final for two years, despite the fact that we are in the regular season. And then they won the McClellan Trophy. Which is the only important thing, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Million dollars, thank <laughs> you. you. Take that to the bank audience. Yeah, is yeah. The, uh, is, that is the only important one because we get a million bucks. So it's, but it's not, it's absolutely not the worst, but it is incredibly frustrating. Like that, and you see the strength in a team like the Unsociable Hawks or, you know, uh, Richmond, in there, that there was this ability to back this up three times. A dynasty. It's something the Ds couldn't do. Uh, having said that, when we won the flag, I did say I'm I'm done for life. I'm completely. Don't you want to get now. to it? Sorry, Coons. Don't you want to get to the MCG and watch a premiership? Isn't there a little thing missing? A few of my mates call it the Asterix Premiership. It hurts me a little bit, but I think it's partially true. I I have heard that. I disagree with it. I because I remember Dimmer Hardwick saying in 2021 that if whoever wins this year has gone has gone a harder road than anyone else has ever gone before. And I look at a team like the Collingwood Football Club. Um, I don't know if you have any listeners who go for them, but <laughs> I would say that as an asterisk against their premiership in that they played at the same ground all year. They went away what once this year. They played at home the whole run home in front of their fans. I'd love to see Collingwood win a flag anywhere else. I don't think, that, I don't think they well. could. In fact, they've got 150 billion fans. They have won three flags in the last, what is it, 30, 40 years? Yeah. Never leaving their home with more money than they could ever dream of. They're the biggest underperforming team in the yeah. AFL. Um. That's like, uh. it's true. And I know, so, and, and you asked, I was saying, is Kane for real? I'm for real. Uh, They're yeah. underperforming. They There's should a win bit every of second year. you right now, actually. There's a little bit of Cornsy just coming bubbling up to the surface here, your hatred towards <laughs> Collingwood. Manchester City. They just they take it home every year and everyone goes, that's right. You know, they do fantastic every year. Collingwood should be winning every second year. And West Coast are exactly the same. I know they fly more, but come on. You have, what is it, $15 million in cash assets? Uh, come on. Yeah. Uh, but you can't buy your players, unfortunately, with that $15 million in cash assets. Unless you like have Manchester brown City paper can. bags. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Carlton did back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so take us back to, did you have a house party then to watch the Ds win the premiership? Where were you? Mid, what did mid, you do? Mid-COVID, remember, Coons? I was, uh, house um, party for one. Yep. I was on a, TV, a Netflix TV show called Irreverent, which shot in far north Queensland. And... Uh, I was by myself in hotel quarantine. Well, I, you know, Queensland had opened up, so I was allowed to walk around. So I just sat in my hotel room, watched it by myself, which was actually kind of good because I didn't have any, you know, hangers on being signed. So when we won, I walked out into the street in a Melbourne Guernsey, and funnily enough, no one in Cairns knew <laughs> what was going on. So no, were, was, were you near Gilligan's up in Cairns? You know, the the nightclub slash. I think um, I was that, and backpackers. Backpackers. Yeah, I think they were more big. excited for the rugby the next week, to be honest. But um, no, it was uh, it was. A, I, I remember, and anyone who's won a flag, the F- Collingwood fans will understand this. And uh, but I've never had sustained happiness for that long in my life. Wow. Where you just for like two, three weeks, you just like. Nothing can bring me down. Yeah, I'm on top of the world. I don't know how it was in Melbourne. I know everyone was still in lockdown, but it was. It wasn't uh, very happy in Melbourne, Coons, from no. memory. <laughs> so, no, it wasn't at all. So you, you are you you are a, a Nuffy fan, self-confessed, and you talk about uh, talking uh, your podcast with like-minded people. Mm. How many of you out there live for that happiness? Do you think? I is think, there too? Yeah. Is it that, that is? Is that too much? Like living for that happiness of your team winning a game? Of lots, lots do, don't they? Oh yeah. Well, that's everyone listening to this radio station. Yeah, I think so, <laughs> it matters so much to people, doesn't it? And that's what you got to remind yourself sometimes. And it's what dis- I'm disappointed in myself that it doesn't matter enough to me anymore. Yes. Because 
I can't, can't help I can't them. quite put myself in the shoes of these people that when you write a story about Essendon or Richmond or yes. Collingwood or even Melbourne with the Clayton Oliver stuff, people are so emotionally invested, they think that you hate their club. Yes. When I honestly don't hate any club, I'm neutral about all clubs. What, mm. I've, what I've found this year is if you put a foot wrong and yeah. say the wrong draft number for this player, or they will come for you. <laughs> By golly. But, but social media is not real as well. No, it isn't. It, uh, it is only... It's not real, but it's where everyone lives as well, which, yeah. is, which is a which is a good cocktail, isn't it? It is. I would say what you what you if you get zen about it though, doesn't matter if your club wins a flag. It's about the time you spend with it, and the people who you spe- spend with yes. watching them. Yeah. So my favourite moments are probably in games where Melbourne's got eight thousand and we're playing. The, you know, the fledgling Gold Coast Suns. On and a, Tom Scully kicks a goal from 50. And Tom Scully kicks a And that's, you know, that's a nice moment with your dad or your brother. Yeah, or whatever. I agree with that. Like North Melbourne fans, it doesn't feel like it, but you're in the happiest place you'll ever be right now. <laughs> watching watching Sheasel go for broke, watching, this is your this is your oasis. You know what I mean? Drive-bys at West Coast, Collingwood <laughs> and North Melbourne. Anyone else on your platter? We can go. we got one 15 more, haven't we? Which club do you hate the most? Oh, we've mentioned them. Collingwood. Yeah, but okay. uh, do you know who the coolest club is? Uh, Gold Coast. That's They will be soon. Only because of Bailey Pavilion and Rickshaw's up there on the Gold Coast, yeah. which I really enjoy. They're going to win. This is my hot take for SEN. My, uh, Your cane corns. My hot sizzle, uh, hot sizzling take is um, they're going to win 10 flags in a row. Gold Coast? Yeah. <laughs> not only have they got four, the four this year that they got, they've got, mm. what is it, three next year who are in who are in the academy and then five more the year after. Do they? You've done some research. Not That's including, not including Matt Rao, Noah Anderson. Yeah, Took, the coaches, all these guys. Dimmer Hardwick, I've heard, is quite good. Yeah, you can coach. And that facility, I don't know if you've been up there, is I have. absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Can, can I ask you about the podcast itself? So you described why you wanted to start it. How did you decide who, you're gonna, who was going to be on it with you? Well, I uh, asked my one of my best mates, Tom, who is a music producer, an award-winning film scorer, but is also a complete nut enough. And uh, well, sorry, what, what's a film scorer? I should know that. A film. So uh, Hans Zimmer, or uh, do you know Hans yeah, Zimmer? Yeah, Gla- yeah. Gladiator theme song. Ball yeah. from Inception. Yes. Um, yeah. So the person who composes all the music for films. Oh right. Okay. Thank so you. He's that he, little I know. Yeah. No. That's see. That's all right. You're not a score enough. That's all right. But that's also why I have to ask <laughs> the question. Yeah. No. I, I appreciate it. And. Uh, and so then we uh, sort of developed out and we found there were a lot of people. He didn't enjoy, uh, well, he didn't watch it as much as me, but he, he still had a lot of passion for it. And people love that he's just the most normal guy who knows nothing about footy. And then I've, we've brought in uh, the brilliant Marnie Vinyl, who is an age reporter, yep. who um, has a fantastic, who is sort of, what I'm trying to do is, uh, for people who don't know a lot about AFLW, but are keen to know more. Marnie knows a lot about AFLW. We try and tell as many stories as we can about the AFLW. And to be honest, it's, it's better stories. Yeah, it is. It's, there's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a league of people with interesting backgrounds. Stories. Less regulated, less yep. media managed. And I, I, said it, I said it this weekend, that the, the grand final this weekend was one of my favourite games of footy I've ever watched. And... Did you, did you go or watch it on TV? No, I was, I was actually in Sydney, but um, I, I watched the whole thing. It was gripping. I think the, the villains, the people who are the heels of the league are the best heels ever. Dakota Davidson is the most incredible full forward footballer, but also does not care if anyone likes her or dislikes her. Absolutely incredible. But then that, that whole team, like they were completely the pilfered of all their good players and they've just regenerated immediately. Amazing. And North as well. Like to see North fans who have been downtrodden all year with the men's side come and see the, their team play in a grand final. It's been, it was, 
the stories there are so good. So that's yeah. that's our kind of nucleus is trying to find good stories. One of my favorite ones for this year is uh, we found the composer of the Gold Coast Suns theme song. <laughs> and it is the most incredible story. I'll give you the cliff notes. But essentially, when the te- when they when it was announced there was going to be a Gold Coast team, he wrote a song off his own money and uh, sent it to the AFL. They never replied. A few months later, came back and said, oh, well, let us have it for free. And mm. in the song, this is before the team was announced, he, uh, he called the, the team the Gold Coast Suns in the song. They go out, they put a competition out to find a new composer because he's not going to give it to them for free. He event- they eventually come back and go, all right, we'll buy it. So then it becomes the Gold Coast theme song and is never, is never, he's never really spoken to by That's the club again. So, so you chatted to him. And it's a really incredible story. Uh, uh, I'm going to plug that uh, interview and that um, podcast after this break. Can you stick around for a few more minutes? Absolutely. I want to look ahead to 2024 yes. and, have a, and have some of your predictions for next year. Stay with us on Sports Day. Comedian Broden Kelly is in the studio. Welcome back to Sports Day. Broden is with us thanks to APCO. Skip the queue with APCO app. And there's a croc account there that I couldn't see. Go again. Welcome back to Sports Day. Broden Kelly is in the studio and uh, he's with us thanks to APCO. Skip the queue with APCO app. With the APCO app, pay for petrol with the comfort of your car or pre-order food and drinks. And you're nodding your head, Broden. So good. This yeah. is this is, this is is my dream to hear all this. So, okay, let's talk. Get Broden to read some ads down. He's just looking yeah, at him. He's jumping at the bit. You've got a nice deep a voice. Nice deep voice for it. You'd be <laughs> you perfect. Do, when, you, when Gary or Wispy does the live reads, yeah. are they doing live reads? Often not. Often okay. it's. Are we allowed to say that? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, often, <laughs> yeah, they're live. They're always live. I mean, what are you talking sorry, about, Tom? I got that completely wrong. Of course they're live. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. they're live. I mean, I've they're done, I've done them with them, so I would know that. What are your thoughts on the footy media industry as a whole? I think that it is uh, big and powerful yep. and uh, is in ready for a big change. Wow. Do you know what I mean by that? I think, uh, I think we're, new, we're due for some new faces. No, I'm not talking about me. I, Coons I and I, we're done, mate. No, well, the, <laughs> yes. You're, I'm still fresh. You guys, you guys are fresh. But also, I think the older generation are, are fantastic as well. But I'd love to see some new shows. I think, I, think, I think across the TV landscape, it's becoming harder and harder to make any kind of new TV mm. show, whether that's, you know, Anything on TV, like a funny or serious, um, show, like Front Bar, Armchair or... Experts, Armchair Experts. Like Armchair Experts yeah. is on. is a fantastic show. You and uh, Georgie and, and Cam and Cam. The other, mm. thank you for that. Time. Yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> but how about guy. how about Armchair Experts before the game? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. Um, there used to be a show called Before the Game on Channel Ten. Do you remember that? Oh, that was a ripper. It was it was the uh, the spiritual predis- pre precursor Pre-de- to predecessor. Uh, yep, for Front Bar or precursor. Yeah, you know Front Bar started as a show on AFL.com. I remember watching it, about a 10-minute show, and then they played it after a press conference on Friday night, and then they got it onto TV. Yeah. Just humble beginnings. One, we have an episode on my pod where we, I, I make Mick beat by beat walk through this story. Really? Because, um, yeah, I believe uh, Channel 7 could have had it initially and chose not to take it and then asked for it uh, uh, in much better financial yeah. circumstances <laughs> down the track later. Which is, you know, great for them. Um, twenty twenty four. What what do you expect to happen in the AFL? I know you said Collingwood's going to win ten in a row, or should win ten in a row. That's but Gold Coast, but Collingwood could do it as Coll- well. Who do you actually think is going to win the flag next year? I think Carlton. I yep. think I'm I'm worried about the D's. We could either slip out of the eight, I think, which could be very very possible. The the odd injury here or there or something like that. Yep. But then I think also we do have the best list, and we genuinely could win it next year. Yep. Having said that, I think Carlton, if they don't uh, just cook it. Yep. They, they 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 completely deserve it. Having said that as well, I think GWS on field, off field are the coolest 
uh, most swaggy football team in the league. Is that because of their captain or? All of them. The CEO's got a bit of edge to, to him. Toby Green's my favorite player because he he's so, when he gets the ball, you think something good is going to happen. Yep. Um, and uh, Kingsley is the is built like a brick you know what. <laughs> and um, yep. he he just looks absolutely incredible. But then more than anything, someone else we talk in our podcast to a lot is Jacob Gaynor. Do you know who he is? Please refresh me. Jacob Gaynor is the social media manager for the uh, GWS Giants. Oh, he's probably the best in the league. The king of memes, yep. I will say. So whenever there's a game, he's he's got the perfect video or meme, something from a, you know, cars. Lots or of Tobies, I remember, were drafted at the same time, and they were pointing at each other in sort of a Power Rangers type arrangement. I can't yeah. quite remember it, but it was excellent. <laughs> he started a revolution in the AFL of cool, cool content. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's putting us up there in the world with the best funny content when your team wins. Mm. So theme song too is the G- GWS Giants your favourite theme song? Yeah, well the Cat Empire. One of the members of the Cat Empire wrote it. Yep. Did you know that? I did know that actually. Yeah, yeah I did. Um, it's a fantastic song. But you remember? I remember when it started though. This is a very Australian thing. When it first came out, there was a lot of this is crap kind of energy to it. And then after a while, we warmed to it. Yeah, it had a bit of a Mr. Bright side where it came out and people thought it was okay, and then it became the icon of every. Yeah, boat, people warmed it, didn't they? And then when they played in a grand final, everyone was stamping their feet, didn't that they? That was a great day. Were you at that game? The 2019 grand final. Killers was there. Killers grand final was the best live grand final performance, yep. easy, and it transcended all the different AFL fans. Yeah, young old blokes liked it because they'd heard it on the you know on the you on know Gold FM. Gold FM. Got to say that. Yeah, Gold FM is FM radio. You know, or, yeah. <laughs> And then the and then uh, and then everyone liked it. And the young people heard it on Spotify. Yeah, so it was absolutely perfect. What did you think of Kiss? No, I'm not a Kiss fan. Yeah. No, I'm not a Kiss fan, and I don't particularly like their music. I don't particularly like the way they go about it. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't entertained. Yeah. I was entertained by Robbie Williams the year yeah. before. Yeah, Robbie was. And great. also, um, who sings Dance Monkey? The um, Tones and I. Tones and I. I like Tones and I. This is something I've heard about. There's a Robbie Williams film that was shot in Melbourne called Better Man that will be coming out sometime soon. This is a, real. a film. This is to close you out. This is a yeah. breaking news. Okay. They're making a Exclusive. Robbie. They're making a Robbie Williams film, and I've heard. I'm not connected to this. This is just a rumor I've heard. Oh, be is careful. That everyone in this film is played by an actor. Apart from Robbie Williams, who's who is who's portrayed by a chimpanzee, <laughs> and that's that's say that again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of all the things I expected, that would have been so deep down on the list. That's that's so it's a CGI chimpanzee as the story of Robbie Williams through like oh. take that or was he in take yeah, that? Yeah, so it's not that. his documentary. That it is. is on Netflix. It's, it's like, a mockumentary. It, no, it's not the, yeah, it's like the doco, but it, if you watch the doco on Netflix and thought, I wish I was watching a chimpanzee. Uh, you can. So you can soon do that. I broke that on SEN. I feel like Tom Morris or uh, Sam. Sam Edmund. Yeah. Yeah, or Cam Luke. Or Cam Luke. Is that, <laughs> yes, great. I've got, I've got one great. more. I've got great one. Content. I've got one more question for you because I'm enjoying this chat. But Please. we've got to wrap it. But one more question. This is this is your sporting life almost, isn't it? What's that called? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is with Sam Edmund. Yes. Or, or this is your life with Mike Munro. Tobin funerals is that? What it is? Yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, there's another one. He literally listens all day, doesn't he? He listens more than us. <laughs> um, so there was a discussion on the Standing Board podcast between Hutchie and Damo where mm-hmm. they discussed why Australian uh, footballers aren't as open with the media as our US counterparts. Yes. And there's two schools of thoughts. One, it's the media's fault. Two, it's the athlete's fault. Where do you sit? I think if you tell a a little boy just to run and kick, Coons, please defend footballers from what I'm about to say as well. Okay. Um, and tell them never to develop their personality, then why would you? If, you, if, you, if you're if you going to spend your whole brain capacity on becoming good at football, then that's all you're ever going to do. But if you 
have to learn how to be a person, a full, well-rounded person, you're going to have more things to say. So they're, they're, obviously there's exceptions to the rule, but I think I think we, we laud particularly AFL players in this state as so high and, and so important that you, you don't really have to ever really think about yourself as a personality. Is that fair? No. Karen's thoughts? Well, I think we, we get trained out of having a personality publicly. Yeah. So uh, all you want to do when you are having a media interview is not create a headline. That's your that's your basic goal when you're standing up in front of you. You don't want to say anything about the opposition that could uh, be seen as derogatory. You don't want to be seen like you're an individual and you're above the team. So you can't seem too brash or, or too self-confident because then you, you're perceived as arrogant. So all you want to do is answer the questions as simply as possible and get the hell out of there because inevitably, and it's our fault, us in the media now, we blow everything up to be become a story and create a headline and talk about it for three days on there and then get a 1,000 on, on the temper text line blowing up about it you always had lots to say i remember or you like you were never like formulaic he was never formulaic was he no you were a personality i remember when you were drafted you were sitting in the roundabout and everything like that's you you are potentially the biggest footy nut that i've met and that says something because i've come across not a lot of people know about that it goes back a long way you were you were the hair when you were drafted that was And the sh- I had the sh- shark tooth necklace as well to go shark with. Shark tooth and the, necklace. And the three chins just resting on that. All right, enough of Coons' three chins. Really appreciate your time, Broden. Your podcast is The Footy with Broden Kelly. You can find it on uh, yeah, all good podcast yeah, apps. Absolutely. And it's fantastic. Um, have a listen and um, really enjoy your work um, as I well. Can something? Yeah, go on. Um, the SEN app is fantastic for listening to all the different <laughs> SEN Queensland or SEN... SENQ. Yeah, SENQ, SENNZ. Plugging SEN on SEN. SEN Tassie. Um, well, you know, it's just a great app. Like, why listen, get stuck under the tram tracks and yeah. you can't hear it when you can just chuck on the SEN app? Oh, know? my God. This guy's looking for a You're job. Hired. And, he, and he might get one. <laughs> hey, thank you thank you very much, um, Broden. Really appreciate it. And we'll have you back in soon. Um, I've loved having you in today. This is Sports Day for Kia. Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9 and Maccas. The Tim Tam McFlurry, Broden, is back at Maccas. Give us a call on the Harcourts open line, unless you're a Collingwood supporter. Mm. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts.